Hi, welcome to Soul Worthy Love. I am your host, Rinsey. Soul Worthy Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Worthy Love. Hello, Dr. Lise. Great to have you back. Hello, Rancy. I'm glad to be here. It's always fun to share with people, inspire people. I have a client. She signed up with me because she's been listening to the, the podcast. She's in Colorado. and Amazing. Because, because she was listening to the podcast, it helped her understand a whole bunch of things she was doing and not doing in her relationship. So I thought, all right, this is exactly what I want. I want to empower people. I want to bring them insights that's going to make their life more beautiful. That's why we're doing this. Amazing. So that's great to hear. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to coach with Dr. Lee's, do it. It's your sign. So today we are talking about something a bit different. It's going to be Dr. Lee's story time. Dr. Lise will be sharing her craziest dating stories. Mm. So. Oopsie. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. So dating, you mean like more than once, like a few months? So what, what are you talking about? Dinners, one-time dinners, a few uh, months relationships. All right. So I'll tell you a one-time dinner and then a few months relationship so I went on uh, on the date with this guy and he sounded really interesting. And uh, I ended up meeting him at the restaurant. <laughs> the guy said he was like five foot ten. And I get there and the guy is five foot four. <laughs> I'm five eight. <laughs> and uh, he said he was, I can't remember the age he had said, but he, was, he had put himself five years younger. Five years younger, he could pass for it, but I, I, I sat with him and I go, come on. Like, you, okay, you fib on the age, okay. But fibbing on your height, what do you think is going to happen? Like, <laughs> Especially if you check my height, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> That's so funny. And, you know, he was a super interesting guy. He was smart and all that. But, um, like, that was so silly that I couldn't take him seriously. I, I, that was too sad. I have a friend. He actually, he fibbed his age. He ended up marrying the woman. He told her he was older than he was because <laughs> she was she was older than him. And otherwise, she would not have been with him. So age, I think, you know. It's not such a big deal. It's really, do I get along with a person? But when you describe yourself physically a certain way and then you don't match, like if you're online dating, don't take pictures of yourself five years before. Like a year is okay. But five years where the person goes into meeting you and they can't even recognize you, that's not a good way of starting. You're going, you're going to have your heart broken. You're going to start creating stories that somehow you're not worthy of love or whatever you're going to create as a story. It's just a story because if you love yourself, like to do, to do dating, correct dating, you must own who you are and know that there's someone who's going to love you exactly as you are. 
So if he had just been like honest with his height and just go, you know what? There's a great woman out there. She's, you know, she's either my height or she doesn't care if I'm shorter. Like, but be honest with who you are so that the person that comes and meets you is, you know, actually meets the right you. Otherwise it doesn't work so well. So that was one. So uh, the other one, the other one was really interesting because I realized months afterwards, I had been dating a narcissist. And that is one of the trickiest situation when you're dating. And what was happening with me is I had been dating a man out in New Jersey and we had been in long distance relation for six years. So I didn't get to see him much and it was not very romantic um, because he was working a lot. And so, so then I was, la I was missing romance. So then I meet this man and he was really sexy looking. He was accomplished and all that. And he was like so romantic and doing all kinds of romantic things and little words here and there. And it's like, you feel like, oh, wow, you know, it's really cool. It makes you feel like you're super nice. And like, it's really so, this is what a narcissist will often do with you. In the beginning, they will be super nice. And then what ended up happening is, and I'm, you know, I'm all about living from the heart and they start saying things to diminish your self-worth and you don't realize it. And then because you're a good person, you listen to what they're saying and you go, hmm. Like, for example, imagine I was alone. I lived alone. I had a great life. He had three kids, a big Eskimo dog, and three cats. And... I needed space sometimes. I needed to come home and be in my space. And like, he, he could have come to my place. His kids were older and they were not that young. But they were noisy teenagers and stuff. So sometimes I didn't want to be there all the time. And he ended up saying things like, you know, if you were loving, you wouldn't even think about this. And, and he was, you know, undermining, undermining what I was doing. And when, whenever I would bring something, a conversation that would actually bring us closer together, it would always deflate and create a fight and it would go away. And it took me a very long time because I couldn't see it. Like in my mind, that doesn't happen. Like you don't do these things. I, couldn't, I was blind. I was totally blind to it until afterwards where I was like, wow. And I dated him, I think maybe like six, seven months. But it took me all that time to finally, finally see it. But the blessing of that is I met uh, maybe two, three years later, I went online, the guy, look, you know, on paper, he had been married for 23 years and he had been a journalist and like traveled the world and done all kinds of things. So he had gone to Upper Canada college here in Toronto so like you know on paper he looked really good it was the same thing in the beginning it was very romantic and all that stuff and then he ended up like doing crazy things <laughs> like crazy things and it took me two weeks this time so because of my experience with the other one 
once he started to do things that were crazy and tried to make it mine, I was like, okay, we're done. It was, it was finished. It was like, <laughs> like we ended up going cross country skiing. I'll tell you a story. So we ended up going cross country skiing. And in the morning we were at my mom's place and, uh, she was in the hospital, so that was kind of intense and all that, that stuff was happening. And in the morning, I get up, and he's not feeling good. He's feeling like he's got a flu or something, and he's not feeling good. And so I ran him a bath, and I, was, you know, I said, just go relax, go have a bath. And I said, I'm going to go cross-country skiing. I want to go cross-country skiing while you're doing that. And... He refuses to, to, to take the bath and then he tells me, okay, I'm coming with you. And I'm going, ah, uh, you just told me you're not feeling good. And I said, but are you sure? I said, because I want to go do a workout and I'm a pretty good cross-country skier. So we end up at the cross-country place. And in the morning I asked him if he wanted something to eat. And he said, no, I don't want anything to eat. And then as we're driving towards the cross-country place, he says, oh, you know, I didn't eat this morning. Uh, okay. Then we get to the cross-country place and I'm showing him the shortest one, the easiest one he could take. And he ended up telling me, I can't believe you did this to me. You're taking me to a place where it's cold, where I could die, and I've never been treated that way in my life. Like, and it was like, oh my goodness, this is nuts. This is totally nuts. So the key is when, if you end up dating someone who's a narcissist, do not disconnect from your heart. If what they're doing is crazy and they're trying to make you the crazy one like just go no because this is how they get you they do crazy things they turn it around they try to make you feel bad and then because you lose the connection to your heart you're at the mercy of them so if you go online and you check about narcissistic personality disorder all the people who end up surviving it they all tell you it's it's hell do not enter a relationship with a narcissist it is not good so i was glad that i ended up for the first one first one was you know a narcissist but he was not as bad because you know he was there's not as bad narcissist like on the scale of one to ten he maybe he was a six but that one was he was a ten so, but it, because I learned from the previous one, I was safe in the second one. That is, this is what's super important. Whenever you end up in a relationship, you're only going to be failing at a relationship if you don't learn. And I am certain, <laughs> I am certain I had to go through all of these different scenarios so that I could be really good at coaching people. <laughs> I don't have the perfect partner. I feel blessed. But I also know that I needed to go through all these stories to first learn to love me, what it meant to love another being, and what was a healthy relationship. It sent me on the quest to understand. So now I come to you with my own personal experience and also from having worked with thousands of people and they're all their stories. So I know them in my being. Those are some wild stories, Dr. Lace. When you said 
He was the first guy on a range of one to 10. I thought you were going to say three on the narcissist scale. You're like, nope, he's a six. And I was like, whoa, the other guy must be like a 20 then. <laughs> yeah, the other one was doing, the first one was doing things and it just got worse and worse and worse. But then after a while, I got to see it. But what I really saw that's important is when you enter a relationship, when someone does something crazy, if you're a good person, you're going to listen to what they're saying because they're going to do something crazy and try to turn it around and make it your fault because they just can't bear a poor narcissist. That's why the story behind narcissists is that he fell in love with his reflection because he could actually not love himself. So they're so like in distress and I feel sorry for them, you know, I don't resent them. They're just very damaged that there's, they're so despise who they are they cannot take any responsibility from their behavior so they have to turn it around and make it your fault because if it's their fault then you're going to leave them they're never going to accept that they participate and that's one thing I really appreciate in my partner when something happens with my partner he, he listens and he goes yeah that's mine oh no it's not and we can talk about it but uh, a narcissist will never take responsibility it's always going to be your fault so if that happens um, to you, make sure you don't stay in those relationships because they're going to damage you. They're going to make you doubt your heart. They're going to make you. And if you can't connect with your heart to be your compass, then you end up connecting with their compass. And that's when you go into torture land. <laughs> A big red flag waving at you. Yeah. And they often will start being super romantic. That's how they'll catch you. That's why, I, that's why when I created the happy relationship checklist, I made number two, make sure they have a good track, a track of being a good friend. This is where I learned that because if they, you always listen to how they speak about their exes or their people, if, if whatever happens to them is always other people's fault and they never take responsibility. If you don't see a commitment to connecting to others and being invested in them, don't give your heart. Do not give your heart on the first dates for sure. Because no matter how romantic someone starts with you, there's danger there if they're a narcissist. So you need to know first whether you can trust them. Exactly. And honestly, the one advice I always give my friends if they ask about relationships, I'm like, always guard your heart. However you interpret it. Yeah, in the beginning, you do not good you don't put your heart on the silver platter for it to be trampled. It yeah. takes, you, you need to trust a person. It is your responsibility to only give your heart to someone who can be trusted with it. Exactly. And honestly, when you first meet someone and as Dr. Lee said, you don't know if they have a good track record of being your friend because you guys just met. Well, if you give them your heart and you're like, here, these are all my emotions. These are all... a lot of people can put on a face. What you see isn't what they're actually like. Yeah. And the more I found and this is what my journey was, the more I knew it was worthy of love, the less you attract those persons. So the more desperate you are, like I was telling you about the first one, I understand why I attracted him because I, I had been so lonely and longing for my boyfriend and partner in, in New Jersey for six years that like I had this craving inside of me for romance and all. And the more you're craving it and it's so intense, then I attracted that to balance 
It's always this like when you think you're going to have more of the light side than the dark side, then you attract the other one too. <laughs> I have a story about that. One day I had a client, a new client come to see me and she sits in front of me. She goes, I was online dating with this guy. He lived in England and he stole $9,000 from her. And the story was similar to my story. She had been married to this guy who was not romantic. You know, he was a good husband, but he was not romantic. And she broke up with him because it didn't match, you know, the Harlequin novels or the romantic movies out there. So she felt something was wrong in her relationship. So she ended up online dating with this guy. He was supposed to be... Um, a fashion designer, and uh, three times he was coming to visit her in Toronto. But at the last minute, three times, he just bailed on her last time. And the first time he was coming, he was uh, in Milan, supposedly buying fabric for, for his designs. And uh, they had frozen his bank account. And would she transfer some money to him? Uh, because he was coming to Toronto anyway, and he was just going to give it back to her right away. And she got herself taken three times. That's because she was so desperate that even though she had all the signs in front of her, she couldn't let it go. So the more desperate you are, the more likely you are to attract trauma like this. That's why we keep saying, your ideal match is your best friend with chemistry. So make sure that you know, you're not desperate when you go dating. Make sure that you make yourself know you're worthy of love, that you hang around with friends, that you feel like, because the more desperate you are, the more you're going to attract lessons. That is a really good quote by Dr. Lise Janelle. Everybody should really sit with that and unpack it and just really... Think about what it means to, if when you're desperate, you attract trauma, you attract these types of patterns over and over again, which is why if you see someone, you're like, hmm, why are they dating the same person as their ex? Well, there you go. Okay. And so when you go dating, go inspired instead of desperate. So when you're inspired, you expect to have fun and be, you know, you just... It's going to be a natural byproduct for you. But when you're desperate, you, you, you're not going to be willing to look at anything just because you so need it to make yourself happy. Exactly. Great advice, Dr. Lise. So hopefully within these crazy dating stories that Dr. Lise just told, you can also extrapolate some really good learnings and key insights like if you're dating a narcissist or have dated one in the past, you know the signs. And if you're in a current relationship that resembles what Dr. Lee just said, this is a sign from the universe. Do something about it. So thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Soul Worthy Love. We have the Extreme Freedom Weekend in December. So please attend that. December 3rd and 4th. Come and join us. We'll have fun together. Thanks, everyone. And thank you, Dr. Lise. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Worthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday. Mm-hmm.